Hey everyone, it's Molly Sosha. Can you believe it? It's finally here, episode one of Amusing Boosh. It has been a labor of love to say the least, but finally it is here and it is so exciting to share this with you. What is Amusing Boosh, you ask? It is going to be a weekly podcast where you can listen to me and my other friends in the comedy world cook together in my very small New York kitchen and we just cook and laugh and talk about our lives and what it's like getting started in comedy within the hustle of living in New York. So this week, our very first guest of our inaugural episode, which I'm so excited about, is my good friend Florence Freeba. Now, just so you know, we did record this a while ago, but you know what, whatever, life happened and it took me a while to edit. But we recorded it this summer, so we talk about Del Close Marathon, which had just happened at the time, but obviously it didn't just happen. A little peek behind the curtain for you. But you'll also hear some footsteps because, again, we're recording in my small kitchen and in my small New York apartment. And so you'll hear footsteps sometimes. So don't be alarmed. That's just us moving around the kitchen. All right. Without any further ado, here is the first episode of Amusing Boosh with me, your host, Molly Sosha, and my very first guest, Florence Reba. Enjoy. Walking to get Florence. I see her. There she is. Oh. I'm excited for some shrimp and grits. I, I got everything. Ah. I called Trader Joe's beforehand because so I, I love shopping at Trader Joe's because it's just more. It's just great. It's I just know, great. I know. Trader it's just, Joe's is the best. Where's your Trader Joe's? So they just opened a new one at. You and must so it's be so super easy. So where are we going? We're going oh, are to you go. Recording? Yes. <laughs> you know how I like to record my intros or my our greeting. I love. We're it. gonna go. Florence Freeb. Oh. <laughs> Thank yes. you so much for joining me on Amusing Boosh. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You are a delight as always. <laughs> oh, thank you. A joy, a, a beacon of hope and brilliance. <laughs> and I'm proud to call you my friend. Wow. I'm proud. Honored. Honestly, I completely detached from all of the things you said and was like, who are you talking about? That sounds amazing. <laughs> I tried to I tried to do the German pronunciation of your last name. I know it was actually very like um, I end up rolling my arm. Um, I know I don't know why I rolled my yeah, arm on that Germans one. Germans don't really they have Flieb. the back the uh, Florence Fliebe. Fliebe. which sounds like Fliebe to an ear that can't hear the, mm-hmm. but it's just guttural right after the F. The Americanized pronunciation would be Fliebe. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're doing great. I'm trying. You're doing great. I'm trying. I appreciate it. Florence, what are we cooking today? What have you chosen well, for us? I was craving something that I know from the South, because I'm from South Carolina, is shrimp and creamy cheesy grits. And this is going to be available on, for Amusing Boosh, the, we have a Pinterest account, so you can find it on our board. Right which I believe is as heard on the podcast or heard on the podcast. I will say I have decided to um, alter it because my favorite recipe is not available 
The one I really love is from Nairobi's, which is a restaurant in Savannah, Georgia, and they do it with a red-eye gravy, which is more of a brown-based gravy. So that's why I did this, and I said no bacon and no um, scallions, because it doesn't really need it. It's a very basic. I thought this is great. The recipe we have um, is creamy, cheesy grits, and I just thought that that would spruce up the base. And I've never heard of anything with cream, che uh, cream cheese like that before. I was and very excited. And that's why I was like, I must. Yes. And then I thought, but I have to have the red eye gravy because this doesn't really have gravy in it. True. And the now, gravy is really important to me and I like brown gravy. So I was reading, do we need ham? Because that is no. not listed in the Nairobi's ingredients. Nairobi's ingredients, it's not, it's not a pork based at all. That's why I was like, no. She actually doesn't have any pork in the restaurant at all. Really? Yeah. So, so it's and it's delicious. So it's kosher. Yeah. That's why also like you just need either the chicken stock or the beef stock mm -hmm. because it gets its flavor from that and um, what else? Oh, the onion and the garlic and stuff like that. That's kind of nice. where I was getting that from. So the ingredients that you need for this are a half a pound to three fourths a pound of de-veined and shelled shrimp. Mm -hmm. We've actually decided to go with pre-cooked frozen that mm -hmm. have already de been de-veined, de-shelled, and... Are they thawing out? De well, we can, I can do that now. We're gonna Great. do that. We're gonna get to that, don't We're worry. Gonna, okay. They do it really, it happens really fast. fast. Yeah. Um, and so, and they've also had the tails off because I hate... Oh my God, you and Patrick. <laughs> Patrick is Florence's boyfriend, by the way. Oh yeah. I cannot stand when it's a pasta dish or something that's meant to be eaten with utensils and it's saucy and there are things all over the shrimp and you have to stick your little chubby fingers in and pull those shrimp tails off. It's just a distraction from the meal. You and Patrick have the same hard dislike of shrimp tails. Whereas me, I'm like, you just pop it out. You just pinch the tail right. and it pops out. But also to me, like I'm used to a shrimp broil where it's fully shelled with legs and you have to like undo it but it tastes totally different because right. it's so fresh. Right, and it's yeah. soaked in the seasonings yeah, because the yeah. shell like locks in yeah, all those seasonings. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. But I get it, I get it, I get what you're and saying. I don't have a problem when me. it's just, when I'm supposed to be eating the meal with my hands, fine, totally great. I can dig in and get messy. Like a shrimp cocktail, I don't care about those tails, it doesn't bother me at all. Right. But when I am eating a dish meant for utensils. No ma'am. Get those tails off. <laughs> get them out of here. Anyways, going back to the ingredients. So we have done frozen, detailed, deveined shrimp, and we have a uh, recipe calls for a half to three-fourths a pound, two tablespoons of olive oil is next, two teaspoons of Old Bay seasoning. We're gonna leave that off though, because yeah. you said you like a little bit simpler taste. Yeah, this is more of a Creole-style shrimp, mm. and we're doing the, again, the brown gravy base. So gotcha. it's gonna be different. Gotcha. One teaspoon Italian seasonings, one-fourth teaspoon of garlic powder, fourth teaspoon of smoked paprika, two cups chicken broth, half cup yellow corn grits, which we've decided to go with just, I had a hard time finding yellow corn grits, so we're going with Trader Joe's stone ground white grits, which Florence has informed me takes a little bit longer to cook. That's okay, we're saving time on the shrimp. Mm -hmm. And two ounces of cream cheese, as we mentioned. She, in this recipe, which is from Maybell's, uh, she says she uses reduced fat, so I think I got light cream cheese. Great and one cup shredded sharp cheddar cheese, 
three green onion stalks, which I did get. I also have bacon bits if we wanted to do it. I'm okay with that. Okay. I, I used to be Islamic, so bacon to me doesn't quite, like I don't have a craving for it ever. Yeah. I didn't know that about yeah. you. Hmm. Yeah. Or maybe you did tell me. It's I'm... conditioning now at this point. When I smell it cooking, I go, ugh. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I've eaten it, and I will eat it occasionally, but the other day I had a slice and I couldn't finish it. Because at some point I was like, this Too much? This, something about it is disgusting to me. Yeah, huh. I know, I know. But that's straight up bacon. I can do it when it's cooked in, like, I get like it. Like in a salad or something. It can make some things really yummy. But when it overpowers, I have a hard time. Yeah. That's fair. It's Would... very strong. Also... Humans and um, pigs have the closest, like, flesh to each other. Ooh. They share the close. That's why we use pig heart valves to replace human heart valves, because it lasts in the body the longer. That's really unsettling. And so if we cook pig, it's technically what a human would smell like. You're welcome. <laughs> Whew, yeah. I don't think I can eat pork ever again. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so we're going to get the shrimp out right now, and defrost that yeah and i'm gonna start boiling the water for the grits since they're gonna take a little longer because they're stone ground and they're gonna take like 25 to 30 that minutes. makes sense so our first instruction here is in a large skillet cook two slices of bacon so we're not using bacon so we're gonna skip to number two in a medium to large saucepan bring chicken broth to a boil add grits and reduce heat oh we're not using water we're using broth right um wait do you have the broth mm -hmm. or i thought you were okay I do have broth. I'm opening up my fridge right. right now. I also have the butter. Let me get the butter out, which, because it said called for butter, right? Or did Amazing. I make that it up? It does. It does call for butter. I just read the ingredients and I already cannot remember. Let me get the cream cheese out. I'm so excited about this. I woke up early this morning with the sun rising because I'm... You crazy. I know. Well, I think this broth is. I think human. this broth is still good. I have to be honest. It was open and it's smell one of those it. like use. Don't necessarily go by the use by date. Those are arbitrary. Right? No. Well, one of those things, it's some, some of the times things like this, especially when it's in like these plasticky cartons. Yeah. And I would love listeners to fill me in on why it says this. For example, coconut water is the same thing. Almond milk in these kinds of containers, same thing. You have to use your own judgment. It says, it'll say, have a sell by date, which might be like months from now mm -hmm. because it's non, like kind of non-perishable. Mm -hmm. That is my refrigerator beeping. And it's, we'll say the broth or these, anything in these plastic containers like broth or um, coconut water, or we'll say you have seven days to use it once opened. So it smells perfectly fine, but I don't remember the last time I opened it, which means it could have been open for a while, but I think it's okay. It looks fine. It doesn't smell too bad. Too bad. Like, I mean, broth doesn't, doesn't smell, smell bad. It's, I mean, it's chicken. You know That's I mean. true. Yeah. So we're going to be cooking the grits in I've that broth. I've never seen it this color. Should I be concerned? It is free range. That smells normal to me. Okay, great. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just not used to it being cloudy. The broth is a little cloudy is what Florence is concerned about. But it might I think be it's perfectly fine. fine. I'm going to trust you. I'm not also, concerned. we're going to cook any of the crap out of <laughs> Right. If there was anything in there that we should be concerned about, that's the sound of the shrimp going into... I'm going to defrost the shrimp by putting it into a strainer. Those you, are little frozen shrimpies wriggling around. If you hear me around. crunching, I'm eating kettle corn that she has gracefully put out for me. 
You know, I like to make sure we have snacks while we cook mm -hmm. because sometimes you need a little snacky snack. The shrimp I'm defrosting by putting in a strainer and um, just running some water over it. Honestly, I wouldn't even worry about running water over it because, because it's gonna get the like, grit are gonna cook so much it. longer. Yeah. You'll have more time. Okay. But they're cooked, so it's not like yeah. leaving them out is exactly. going to give us seafood poisoning. So, may I read the grits? <sighs> Go for it. It says, there are grits. And then there are stone ground grits, which Ooh. are full of corn flavor and loaded with texture. Ooh, cook them on their own with water and a little milk or load them with sharp, sh sharp shredded cheddar cheese for a heartier bowlful. Either way, they're worth the 25 to 30 minutes that they take to cook. You'll have to hesitate before you eat quick grits ever again. Looks a little cloudy, right? We're looking up. I mean, yeah, these look, they look similar. Okay, yeah. Great. Okay. We're, we're still talking about the broth. We're we just looked up images broth. of the chicken broth mm -hmm. online. I'm because, a little paranoid because just because Lawrence is really concerned. Yeah, she's really concerned that I'm like trying to kill her with broth. I have like I God, bought if fresh I die broth. that easily, I deserve it. <laughs> so what we've done so far: boiling the broth for the grits. So we're waiting for that to simmer. Mm -hmm. It's it's simmering. We're getting going, so we can um, add them. Are the grits in there yet? No. Okay. They're about to be. They're about. We're gonna add the grits half into. Half a cup of grits. Half a cup. Half of a grits. cup of grits. Is that enough? I don't think so, actually. Do I? Let's do like a cup of grits. Okay, we're gonna do a cup of grits. Do we have enough liquid in there? No. Should we add some more? Let's add some liquid. Also, liquid, you know why I think this liquid, is? Because liquid, these liquid, grits liquid, might be, liquid. it might be a recipe for more um, liquidy grits. Grits? Whereas like we want creamier grits. So I think it's good that we have a little bit less liquid and we just add liquid a little later. Okay. Because right. we're going to add the cream cheese. Right. Which is also going to be a whole thing. Great. Right, so we'll okay, add so we're at, we've added just a little, we didn't even measure the chicken broth. We just added like a little scotch, a scotch more, more chicken broth. But we I'm did. I'm not a measurer. I'm, we both, yeah, I hate measuring. Okay. Um, and so we we doubled the amount of grits though. So we now have one cup of grits that we're going to put into the pot. Great. Now at this Here point, we're just two people grits. cooking. Why do we're they want to listen people, to why do, Exactly. So Florence, <laughs> great segue. Florence and I first off met, seems like ages ago. It was. It was ages ago. We're old we're, now. We're, we were young. We were years old. Had energy. And <laughs> had energy. Can hear it. In I'm still voices. amazed at the amount of energy that you have around things like the comedy world. Because sometimes I'm just like, but I'm tired. <laughs> like I, I could not do. But I've gone to the phase where like the bags under my eyes don't go away anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <Yeah. laughs> I know. The only time they went away for a while was when I went to Malaysia for three weeks and I slept like yeah, 10 hours. You were on night. vacation. Yeah. yeah. Three weeks. I completely reset my body and then New York dragged Dragged. age out of you. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Literally your youth. sucks the life out of you. The moment you get on the subway, your cortisol level shoots up. Yeah. And you're like, I have to penguin walk through fight or flight, all baby. these people <laughs> with heavy bags. My shoulders are aching. Yeah. Now, my energy comes from the fact that, oh, my zipper is down and it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I have such a long zipper. It's oh my like, God, that's so funny. I'm wearing so high pants, so the zipper is like a foot long. It's, it's a long zipper. And I'm I just like it. touched my low belly and I was like, there's a giant hole. <laughs> um, I get the energy from the fact that I. Have, I have no other option. 
Does that make sense? Like, I am here in one of the hardest cities to make do, just make a basic living in America specifically. True. True. I am aware in in global terms that it's different. Of course, we have like Mm -hmm. a government that kind of works. God damn, I hate, I don't want to go in it. We're not going to discuss it. We're not going to go in it. And then, because um, it's just, it's going to make us sad. Depressionville. Okay. Gonna so, make us sad. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have another option. I would leave. I would do something else because I'm good at a lot of other things, but I just haven't been able to sustain any of them because this is the thing I'm most consistent about because I love it the most. Right. I'll travel an hour all the way up to your place to do a podcast because I get joy. Human being. Whereas, like, I will not do that for other things because it's not worth my time. <laughs> right. That's fair. You just kind of realize, like, what what gives you the most joy. Right. What is your time worth? Because you can't buy more time. You can get more money. Like, And you bring me joy being here. Should we rinse? So some of the grits stuck to the container. Yeah, so we're trying to find out the best way to get them. I got it. Get that spatula. Get that Get that sweet, sweet silicone spatula. Yes. Is that what that's called? I think the scraper so. or whatever you use Spatula. It's yeah. a spatula, yeah. But you use it for like baking when there's dough in the bottom of the bowl. I use it for everything. Yeah, that's true. But I it has that don't edge do it. to it where you can like... Right. I think that that's the purpose for it is to just scrape. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the scraper. Yeah. Great. Glad we agree. We met and we both have a shared love of comedy. And that's basically the core of this is that everybody on the show, I've met doing some sort of comedy and they also have a passion and love for making people laugh. And Florence and I met when I responded to a Facebook message or Facebook post on, I can't even remember which Facebook page it was, but you were doing the thank you show. Yeah, and I needed a stand up. And you needed a stand up and I responded and I said, hi, I do stand up. And you were just this like bright, shiny, star that just popped into my life oh i don't know about star that it. might be giving me too much credit but it. yeah and we kind of stuck and we kept running into each other you that had was a the whole other bit thing. about running mm-hmm. that made me giggle but you know what while we're waiting for it's gonna be a few minutes mm-hmm. while we wait for the grits to simmer and absorb the liquid mm-hmm. So, and then we're gonna add the cream cheese and the shredded cheddar cheese and salt and pepper. And then we're gonna throw those shrimpy shrimps in. Yeah, we're gonna saute the shrimp in a pan real quick. Okay, so now we're actually going to do, we're adding onto this recipe and we're creating a gravy to go along with the shrimp and grits. So we're also gonna include the recipe for the gravy that is separate from the recipe for the creamy shrimp and grits on the Pinterest board. You'll be able to find that there. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at a very simple homemade gravy without using um, the drippings of mm-hmm. cooking meat. Okay. So that's why this is coming into play. Um, in Nairobi's... The stock uh, is coming into play? Yeah. Uh, in Nairobi's recipe, there's no bacon or anything like that. So they're trying to make it a little healthier. That's why there's no real heavy cream or anything like that in it. But you can use cornstarch if you're allergic to gluten or if you're avoiding gluten instead of flour to thicken the gravy. Okay. Um, I find that that works equivalently as well. We're gonna use so, flour because that's yeah, what I so had. So we need at least four tablespoons of butter. So like one of these. We've got a huge, we have the pre, the quartered butter from Trader yeah. Joe's. So. so it looks like it's eight tablespoons, which is half a cup melted. And then we also need three quarters a cup of onion chopped roughly one small onion so maybe like half of it yeah and then 
some flour or uh, cornstarch. Do you have cornstarch? I have flour. Do not have. I don't think I have cornstarch. That's okay. We'll use flour. And then we use one cup of broth, and it says heavy creamer milk. Do you have any heavy creamer mm, milk? I got milk. Great. And then some salt Whole to milk. taste. I'm gonna put pepper in it because it's more of a peppery kind of flavor to it. Also, Nairobi's recipe looks like it has green onion in it. To be honest with you. Oh. Instead of regular onion or no, with? both. Okay. I'm gonna get started chopping the onions over here. Great. For the gravy. Great. And it's diced, I'm assuming. They want these, this yeah, onion small. dice. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to avoid cutting my fingers off. Please. And we can put a little garlic powder in there as well to like, if we're trying to um, kick up the flavor. I love garlic, so I'm game great. for garlic. I think garlic and onions make a great roux. Very French, so. Mm -hmm. Do you need another saucepan? Yes. Okay, so in the closet, you'll be Got able it. to find, we keep our pans in the closet because we don't have, an, we have about four cabinets in our entire kitchen. We're in New York, baby. That's right. And um, so we use our hall closet to store our pots and pans and our other kitchenware in it. I believe my, Blenders in there, our coffee makers in there, my juicers in is there. Is this okay? Can I use this? Yeah, that's great. Great. It's like a nine inch saute pan, pretty heavy duty metal so that we can, what I want to do actually is quickly toss the shrimp and butter in the pan. Absolutely. Go for to it. Get some of the flavor in there. I love that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love it. So. I love butter. I'm Paula Dean. I love Except, butter. Mm, a little more progressive. <laughs> <laughs> Very much more progressive. Very much more. <laughs> um, uh, oh, Molly, how have you been? What was your day like I've been, today? It was crazy. Let me tell you. Please. It was, I was in White Plains with my family friends. Um, they, my... White Plains this morning? I have been there for the last couple of days. I've been chilling oh. out. I've been, my uncle, as I refer to him, he is not actually my uncle, but... I get it. I had mm -hmm. an aunt and uncle like that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, he, his birthday, he's a 4th of July baby. So I went there on the 4th, we had dinner together and I didn't have anything else really going did on. So cook? I just kind of, we did. She, they're both really big into cooking. So we cooked together and we had cocktails together and it's just a lot of fun. And mm. you know, we just have a good time together. And what did you cook and what kind of cocktails? Did we you had, have? well, actually we did less cocktails this time. And I think we did, I think we, no, I take that back. We did a really good um, gin and tonic with a tonic water that they had found in Barcelona, that they had been introduced to in Barcelona. It's not sold exclusively in Barcelona, but it is um, called Fever Tree, Ooh. which I guess is the name of the tree for the, um, I'm gonna get this wrong, but like herb or plant that is actually used to make tonic water. Mm -hmm. And they put, she made these huge glasses and like these like goblets and we had gin and tonics. Ooh, it was goblets. delicious. Yeah, and goblets. It. And I felt like I was, I'm spilling onions everywhere. I felt like it was, Those it was just look great. This great. one is too big. This knife does not work super well. So if any of my listeners out there want to get me new, beautiful knives, I will not say no. <laughs> Anyway, but eventually you could be sponsored. Eventually. Ooh, what? the day that happens. Put um, me in your spread. <laughs> you get into food and wine, let me mm -hmm. know. 
still the route alongside me, darling. <laughs> I'll just be in the corner with a little mic on me. <laughs> Now, if you have seafood that's a little seafoody, a tip I have, I'm putting the shrimp in the buttery pan. So Ooh. I'm doing this just because I want a little bit of that seafood um, flavor, flavor like it's on a little stock to mix it with the beef so it's not too beefy. Florence, mm -hmm. so you told us a little bit about this. So you're from North Carolina. South Carolina. South Carolina. Sorry. And you talked a little bit about how this was your, how Nero, Nero, Nairobias. Nairobias shrimp and grits was one of your favorite with their gravy. Yeah. And that this looked really good because you liked, we both were like very interested by the cream cheese aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. And Listen, the more, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, the more fat the better. I I totally hear you, I agree. Um, although, by the way, I just took the grits off of the flame just to stir them, just cause I don't want it to burn at the bottom. And they are looking. Looking really good. good. They're looking real good. We put them in about, what, like 12 minutes ago? I think so, yeah. So I should add some liquid. So Florence, tell me a little bit about like what kinds of foods you were eating growing, oh, growing up, up in South Carolina. Oh, a tons of different food. Yes. Um, so my mom's Malaysian, and my dad's from Germany. My mm -hmm. mom moved to Germany to be with my father, and she learned how to cook German food from my dad's dad, Opa Heinz, and he was a really good cook. And my mom's mom was an excellent chef as well. So she learned from incredible chefs both in Malaysia and in Germany. Malaysian food is a mix of like Indian curries, Thai, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's like the closest thing I can compare it to. So one of my favorite dishes she makes is like beef rendang, which is a slow cooked beef dish. Mm. And it's simmered so that it's shredding, like by the time it's ready to eat, it's like shreddable and it's in a very thick paste. And this is normal for a lot of Asian dishes. You have like, a a paste that you kind of prep so that when you stir fry things, all the flavors are already ready to go and fast. Oh, so nice. you'll create like, you'll blend, put it in a food blender, um, scallions, which is like a, a smaller onion that usually has a little nuttier flavor and more mild flavor. Mm -hmm. And then you'll put in like lemongrass or ginger or um, just a bunch of different things like that. And it creates like that base. And then you can stick it in like a hot pan of oil and it immediately brings all the aroma out of that paste. That sounds and it's amazing. The base of the paste. And it's, that's the same for curry. That's why when you buy curry, you can get it in a jar where it's a curry paste. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how they cook quite a bit because the food itself is quick to cook unless you're like slow um, cooking. I'm gonna take the shrimp out. And the shrimp shrunk a little bit, by the way, with cooking them this way. Mm. So now the shrimp will be great to just toss in at the very last second because yes. they were already cooked, but now they've like given some of their flavor into the broth. It's gonna be the gravy a little bit, um, or the, the gravy a lot of it, cause that's just what it is. But, ooh, this smells good already. I'm excited. Butter makes everything better, you guys. It's the truth. Um, but yeah, so we did a lot of curry, rice and curries growing up. Mm -hmm. um, chicken ayam is just a basic Malaysian chicken curry. And my favorite rice to go with it is a coconut rice. So it's like infused with coconut. So it tastes so different and that amazing. That sounds so good. There are a couple of Malaysian rest, uh, restaurants in New York. And my favorite's in Boston, actually. Oh, God, what is it called? I'll remember it later. What's your favorite it. one in New York? New York. Um, Nyonya. Um, my favorite. And that's spelled N-Y-O-N-Y-A. Yeah. 
Mionia is my favorite restaurant in New York. It is Chinese Malay, so mm -hmm. they'll have like pork and stuff, whereas Malaysians, it's a Muslim country. Technically, mm. the government acknowledges like Islam as, a as the national religion. So you get a lot of like Chinese or like different types of Asians becoming Muslim. Got it's a it. very heavy yeah. in the culture. Yeah. So, um, by the way, I'm still trying to cook the gravy as we talk. Uh, so yeah, you get all of these different infusions or fusions of dishes. So my mom is very good at like kind of cooking on the cuff and whatever they have in the kitchen, they have in the mm -hmm. kitchen. They didn't really have a refrigerator, so they went to the market every day, Whoa. got fresh fish. So they're heavy into fish and veggies and rice. Very healthy people. Everybody's glowing, beautiful, no one wrinkles. Like yeah. it's, it's really insane. It's like a little fountain of youth. Even the cat eat the, like the cats they have would eat the leftovers or they just cook so up like the like healthiest fucking cats in yeah, the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, maybe not in the world because they didn't have Im immune shots. Like they didn't go to the oh, vet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Poor kitties. That's okay. I mean, the kitties are probably doing okay. They're they're doing yeah. fine. That's really cool. And, and then she also cooked German yeah, food too. So like spätzle, heavy southern German food. It's a lot heavier because it's like a meat and potatoes kind of diet because yeah. it's a colder climate. Right. So spätzle is one of my favorite. Um, which is just like a German dumpling or homemade noodle that you put through uh, a press into boiling water and it's a very soft, eggy noodle. And then you'll yes. see it often in like Bavarian dishes. They'll like stir it in a big pot with different kinds of käse or cheese. And so they'll have like käse spätzle. Um, and then there's a couple other things like that that I love. So yeah, it was a variety of Southern German, Bavarian food and like <laughs> Malaysian food. We love Indian food, curries, all that stuff. So that we kind of ate it. Like the best of both worlds. Yeah, to it's be a lot of spices. So when I go to America, my friend's household, like they had very basic spices to me, and they come yeah, over like, and they learn about no like flavor. saffron, yeah. and they learn about like all the different spices that we had, and they're like, "What is this?" And it was a, it was definitely um, an educational opportun opportunity. I feel like food is always that for cultures, like I different agree. cultures combining. We're adding the onion in first yeah. for to the gravy. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? Hmm. Because this is this actually can be added later. I'm gonna pour out the buttery shrimp sauce onto the shrimp for a minute because okay. I want the onions to saute. Oh, okay. Gotcha, bit. gotcha. And I'm gonna add a little pop of butter because shrimp and grits is just butter. Can you hold that again? Yeah, I can. Um, I'll hold the onions. I'm adding a little more butter again before I put. The onions in there because we want them to I'm really just taking your lead on this gravy because I have no idea yeah I'm just going off a of feel um, are those shells there was a little bit of shell <gasps> Trader Joe's you we're gonna shell. be okay we're gonna be okay what the it's okay fuck. we got Trader it out Jones. we got it out got it yeah got the onions but a roux is one of my favorite things to make because my mom is really great at like the base of food is sauce so roux are really important, and roux is just um, a pretty classic way of French cooking. You do like onions, garlic, they have like the mm -hmm. trifecta, flour, like a little bit of water, and if you have um, cooked in meat, you're using, ooh, that sounds nice. You're using the, um, what is it called when you cook a meat and there's like whatever stuck to the bottom of the pan? Anyways, anyways, it's gonna bother me, but somebody will tell us. Sorry, did I get off topic with the question? Are we? Did no. I answer the question? No, you most did. Part? You completely. That sounds like the greatest way. That sounds like the best kind of 
experience like in terms of being like especially being in South Carolina my dad would bring home different foods he was like but this is before the TSA became so strict mm. but we'd go back to Germany and get foods that we couldn't get here and we would be so excited because we know his bag was like just basically filled with food <laughs> that's amazing like pretzel they have Laugenbrot which is something you just can't get here very easily what it's is like Laugenbrot? Laugenbrot Laugen is like a I want to I say like a chemical they put on bread it <laughs> turns it kind of brown on the outside they have it here now-ish, but it's never as good as in European bakeries. But also, European flour is different. Their wheat is different. Interesting. They have less gluten in their wheat. And bakeries that have come abroad have had to modify their recipes because their bread rises differently here because we have such higher gluten content Why do we? Why? Why do we Gen do that? Genetic modification. It's our uh, food standards, like the FDA and all that stuff, have different... FDA is that like yeah FDA is yeah, food Dr Dr food and drug administration yeah. yeah so we just have different standards and also the GMOs here the way they genetically modify things are just different in Europe they have different standards and they have always done things differently um, and so that their base of like what they eat is just in general healthier hmm yeah we need to get on that train I know um, um so we're sauteing the onions in the butter I'm gonna stir the grits again you kind of actually answered my next question. I was going to ask you a little bit about like how food played a role in like your family dynamics and how it does currently like our meal is like meal time a big time for you guys to like get together and like yeah, pretty much. My Aww. mom was such an excellent cook, so we would all gather around and get really excited when she would make gefilte paprika, which is just um, stuffed. Uh, I gotta say paprika, uh, bell pepper. Oh, I um, love stuffed bell peppers. Oh my god! My mom does that too, but I and it would be in like we a just called it tomato sauce. Peppers. And she would like slow cook it in like a tomato sauce because it's very Hungarian, like a goulash kind yeah. of thing. Oh, when she'd make goulash too. Oh, that sounds um, so good. But we would have to hide the rest, like leftovers from my dad, because he would eat things so quickly. And the kids, like we the kids, would eat things so slowly. She was like, I have to hide things from your father, otherwise <laughs> you'll never be able to eat it. That's and, so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like competing with your own father competing for food. Competing with your father. Yeah. So we always hid food from my dad. I mean, that is really like... That's classic that's, family dynamic. I mean, Daddy's yeah. Daddy's too fast. We all wanted second, third portions, and he... I was like, no. I was like, I eat without thinking. And we're like, okay. It sounds like such a sad German. <laughs> <laughs> she I just, eat. I mean, she cooks so well. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Oh, I just realized Simmer isn't on this side. No, just that big one because it's got two on the stovetop. Just because, just on this bottom left corner because that, um, what do you call this? A, oh, that was hot. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's okay. I, it was like a slow burn. Um, that's, <laughs> that, um, what do you call it? Why can't I think? I'm really at a loss for words today. That flame has two flames. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was that funny. There are two I see it has an outer ring and an, and inner, an inner ring. ring. Right. And so the inner ring gets that simmer. Simmer, simmer. So where are you? We both do comedy. Yes. What are your favorite... And as we said, sometimes that means you're like, oh God, it's 12.30 and I haven't eaten dinner yet and I need to go home and sleep, but like I need something, I need food and fast. 12.30 a.m.? Yeah. A.m. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not 
not in the middle of the day. You can um, get food anywhere. By what then, I'm, I, honestly, I will just resort to a slice of pizza or something. Well, that's my question. What are your late night cravings and like, what are your late night spots? Like Joe's Pizza. Joe's Pizza is in my favorite. Um, which location? Ooh, there's the one in Bedford. Okay. I'm, I'm re-introducing um, the buttery shrimp broth to the onions now that the onions have cooked a bit. But just be careful because when you do it, the steam will come up and it'll burn your hand. So just as Florence is done, be careful. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm okay. I saw it coming, so I like put my hand away after a little bit. Yeah. Um, Joe's Pizza is the best slice in New York because it's thin. They crisp the bottom. The sauce is like sweet. It's like a fresh tomato, like an Italian. Tomato. I do like their sauce. I disagree with you on the crust. Oh. I like a thicker crust. I like the thin crust. I like the fold. I like. That, that I enjoy, but I'm a sauce lady. I do like your sauce. I think your sauce is great. I it's do excellent. venture, I would venture to a thicker slice, but um, I don't have that access very often to where like, oh, artichoke pizza, the vodka slice there. I'm mm -hmm. sad, they used to do cubes and now they do slices and it's different. Mm. Interesting. I'm not, I'm not happy about it. I feel like a lot of, of cooking is. is feel. It's it really like is, which is why I like cooking more than baking, because yeah. I'm not a measuring person. That's fair. Will you do me a favor and stir the grits and maybe add a little... I can do that. Check on it. I don't know how long it's been in there now. Okay. Because we put it in at, what, 04? Can you mm -hmm. tell me how long it's been in there? 04? Then yeah. we've, it's been in there for, like... Oh, great. Almost 30 minutes. So I'm going to turn it off. Okay. And will you taste it for me? I would and love then to. We're gonna add, I think, the butter and cheese. We're gonna look at the recipe and okay. see what it calls for. Careful, because I've got the cord behind you. Great. And I've added a little butter to this gravy. Oh, it smells so good. This is so perfect. Oh, that looks so good. I love cream cheese when it has lines. If like you don't that. mind, I'm just gonna like take. Like, no, I was gonna like, tell you to do okay. that. I, you can just taste right off I the hope spoon. You're okay, great. Um, Molly put in half of the package of cream cheese, which is how many ounces? About two ounces. About two ounces is the Trader Joe's cream cheese, mm -hmm. and then I put in about a cup of the shredded sharp cheddar. And these grits look incredible, and I'm about to taste it. I know it'll need some seasoning. Did it say salt and pepper? It did. It did. We have that Himalayan pink salt. I know you love so much. Mm. Oh my God. This is like mac and cheese in grit form. What? Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> that is amazing. The gravy does taste good. Yes, but I feel like there's I'm a button there. I'm gonna add some pepper. It needs some kick to it. So. To be more like, like the gravy that Nairobi used. Okay. So we just had, we just wrapped a couple weeks ago on Del Close Marathon. Oh, the Del Close Marathon. DCM, yeah. the last time it's in New York. DCM 20. Do you want to explain what Del Close is? Del Close Marathon. Oh, who Del Close well, is? Well, Del Close Marathon. I mean, yeah. you can kind of wrap it all up yeah, with who yeah, he yeah. is, too. Del Close Marathon is, I think it's 56 hours? 56 hours straight of nonstop improv. There are three theaters, I believe, that go all throughout the night. So, like, mm -hmm. the entire time at 1 to 5 a.m., you'll be able to see an improv show at three different theaters. Yeah, it's insane. Um, um, so, basically improvisers from all over the world have applied to be in this festival. There was over over like 760 shows all together. Um, and they, we all come together and improvise. And it's so fun. you basically get a wristband and you can access almost all the shows and you get to see some of the best improvisers in the world and you get to participate. And it's just this 
huge collaborative party for improvisers. And when we say some um, of the best improvisers in the world, we mean like we mean anybody who's come out of UCB. So the yeah. UCB four who Second started. Second City. Second City. Magnet, um, Annoyance. Right. Uh, Reckless. Like uh, IO, Chicago, all of it. For those of you who aren't familiar with UCB, Brownling. the UCB four are Amy Poehler, Matt Walsh, Ian Roberts, and Matt Besser. So they all come back and do shows. Mm -hmm. They bring other people who got their start at UCB, like um, Ben Schwartz, mm -hmm. Lennon Parham, Jessica St. Clair, mm -hmm. uh, Jason Manzukis, Paul Lauren Shear, Lapkus, Nicole Byers, mm -hmm. Sashir All of these folks come back and do shows, yeah. multiple shows. Yeah. And it is so fun to watch them in their element. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, yeah, this is why that yeah. they're, they are where they are. Because yeah. they're really fucking good at this. Yeah, They've clearly done it for years and or their prodigies. Like Zach right. Woods is just incredible. I right. mean, he's worked on it a lot. But nonetheless, he's just got such an incredible brain for framing things, which is being able to be in the moment and read something and then tell you exactly what it is succinctly. So mm -hmm. in improv, a lot of times you have to read your scene partners and say out loud what they're saying or doing. Mm -hmm. And then um, it helps you and your scene partner identify what you're doing. Oh, that cheese. Thank you. So that you can play the game more often than right. not. Um, and just communicate with each other. It's a form of communication of saying like, okay, you're throwing the ball right now. Yes, I'm throwing the ball right now. You kind of have to go back to basics and make sure you're on the same page. But also there's a lot of like play there. Like you might thought you might have thought I was throwing the ball, but really I was eating a watermelon. And there's kind of fun in the mistakes, so. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the funniest thing where. Yeah, the mistakes are I think where it's, yeah, the funniest stuff comes from. Right. And you embrace it. You're not thrown off by it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Now question for you, going back to DCM. Mm -hmm. So this is the last year in New York. Would you ever go, so next year is going to be in LA. Will you go to LA next year? I don't know yet. It depends where my life's at. That's fair. I would love to go, but I've heard rumors about it changing quite a bit because they don't have the base that we do in terms of theaters that you can walk to mm -hmm. and take the train to. LA, mm -hmm. I think, is tough to navigate around with cars. I and if they were to, they couldn't, they could not do it to the extent we do it. Right. At so it would point, be scaled down the, considerably then, yes, probably. Yes, yes, yes. That makes me sad. Do it you have, as too. an intern yeah. at UCB, do you have any insight as to what the motivation was behind doing that? Um, yes. Uh, there's and also some articles it? about it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so they talk about, they wanted to give all the talented LA performers a chance to participate in DCM because so many of them don't fly out. Ah. And um, it's been here for 20 years now and they have a really big base in LA. So right. they wanted to, yeah, give them a chance. 20 years in New York, now it's gonna go to LA. That's so, fair. Yeah, I think so. But it is sad, because New York does it right. It, they, we really do. Um, I'm gonna add, I think, some liquid to this because I want a little Chopping more gravy than that. Okay. I'm gonna keep chopping up these scallions right. over here. I'm just gonna add some water from here if that's okay. Absolutely. Great. And then add like measuring. half a cup of water because um, the gravy needs the flour in a second. And when I do that, it's gonna thicken it. And I'm a gravy fan. So if you, let's you say, run out right. of chicken broth like we have, you can put more water in and then just add. Oh, we've run out of chicken broth? Yeah. Oh, I have. Um, okay. Oh, you have more? I have a little. I also have vegetable broth if we wanted to like. Nice. Yeah. Actually, you do have that. I do. It's in the refrigerator. Would you like me to get some? Yeah. Okay. I think that'll lighten this up a little bit because I don't want too much more beef 
flavor in it. Yeah, that makes sense. Let me yeah, just finish chopping. Like oh, the scallions. Oh, that looks great. I love the smell of scallions. Mm, all of this looks so good. Other question, would you ever move to LA? I feel like in our world, it's kind of like, you either stick it out here, or you kind of move to LA at some point, or... Honestly, it would depend on my, my, my boyfriend's career. Okay. I think both of us have the opportunity to, given the work, but at this point, no. <laughs> at this point, no. Yeah. Also, when I think about it, I've fallen into a bit of the trap of like... LA who, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And some of my favorite people in New York are people that have moved to LA and come back or like... And been like, it's and awful been there? like, it's awful. And wow. I know I have... Hot a, take. I know I have a very um, tough time, I think, with physical self-esteem because I've gone through a lot physically and health-wise. Mm. And I know LA is so heavy into that. And everyone that talks about it, the thing that they say the most is that the industry is everywhere. Like you can't go anywhere without somebody having an IMDb page. Or like if you watch the show Barry on HBO, mm -hmm. I think that is a great way of looking at LA. Even though it's exaggerated, he tries to become an actor. Yeah. And um, he's surrounded by all these people and all they talk about is like these bits and parts and like, oh my God, my friend had this show. He's going to be famous and like all these status conversations and in new york i feel like there's a little more grit yeah we live in hole in the walls yeah we right. deal with a lot of shit like but i but it's a badge of honor but it is a badge of honor and i think there's something very connecting yeah and yeah and i think it makes I us closer not having a car i do too yeah. i'm with you on that one i totally the vegetable bouillon base oh yes vegetable stock or whatever it is you asked me for that and i just completely ignored you i said and I think this is for sure good because I don't think I've opened it yet. We are almost done, by the way, because all we have left is to like add some flour to this gravy to thicken Maybe it. Maybe it might be open. I don't remember. Where? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. We have to. Again, we don't. We don't have any drawers in our kitchen. Period. Yeah. So we had to make drawers by going to IKEA and buying drawer inserts for my bookcase. Great. So that's where our silver is. New York, is. that grit. That New York, sweet, that sweet grit. grit. That's like. You make do. You yeah. become really adaptable and very creative yes. here. So I've put um, about two tablespoons, rounded tablespoons of flour in the measuring cup. And I have put a, like a ladle full of broth in there. So to mix the flour and the broth together to make a paste so that it doesn't create a lumpiness. Slowly add it and mix it in and it'll eventually thicken the gravy. And you can create more as you go because I don't know if this will be enough to thicken it. But I'm certainly going to try. And the... Gravy is just simmering at this point. Oh my mm -hmm. God, it smells so good. It smells amazing in here. I wish we had, what's the, not smell-o-vision, but I guess. Yeah, smell-o-audio. Smell-o-audio. Florence, do you think now is a good time to play a little improv game? Oh, sure. Should we do, what should we do? 10 initiations from one suggestion, or should we do... One word story, or should we do mind meld? Um, ooh, I haven't done a mind meld in a while. Oh my god, this tastes great. Sorry, I was focused on how good this was. How about let's plate these? Let's plate these and, and then, play mind and meld. Then, and you know what? Let me get the wine out that's been sitting in here for oh, an hour. I'm so excited. What are we drinking today, Florence? Well, exactly. What let I me tell have? you, it is El Barino. 
Paco and Lola, Rias, Baiza, Baiza, Ibiza, B I X A. Oh, Baiza, Baiza, Baiza. Oh my God, I am thrilled. All the love we put into this and all the corrections and shit oh no. that we made have really made this fucking delicious. We kicked cooking's ass today. We kicked cooking's ass today. Great. I think that's a good ratio. Our wine is a little frozen, but I it's... I love it. Cheers. So, Florence, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, my God. Thank um, you for we had having a, me. We had a very sad mind meld game, but oh, it's okay. We can do it now. We can, but I have some other important questions for you. Great. Let's do it. Okay. Can I take a bite of this now? Yeah, take a bite, please. Oh, hot damn. Is it good? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Who I... Oh, my God, Florence, this might be one of the best things I've ever eaten. Cheers. Cheers. So, as you know, I like to have a toast at the meal to something that we want to celebrate, something good Ooh. we want to celebrate. Oh, my God. The simple things, like, because I feel like life goes by really quickly, mm -hmm. and you're always looking for goals, mm -hmm. whereas this is literally your life right now, just having a meal together, taking the time out of a Saturday to do something different, mm -hmm. go out of the way, and spend time with someone like you. Oh, really that's beautiful. I feel like cheers I'm, to that. It's I'm very simple. Cheers to that and cream cheese. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Because the world is a better, better place with uh, cream cheese in it. Better. Everyone should put cream cheese in their grits. No oh, more of this watery nonsense. I don't think I can go back. Also, the sharp cheddar melted beautifully into Oh, it. really beautifully. Like, I don't think I can go back oh to God. regular grits. Mm. So let us play a little game. I like to call it important things you need to know about yourself. Okay. There are different scenarios that I feel like ever you're telling. Mm -hmm. First question. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Would you rather swim in a pool, an Olympic-sized pool of jello or an Olympic-sized pool filled with pasta? This tells me a lot about you as a person. I'm just telling you. Jello. I think the sensation of jello would be really funny. I would be terrified of suffocating. Oh, it's my God. It's so solid. But it's also like... Flippity floppity. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Okay. It's All right. Silly. I find Jello incredibly a pool of Jello incredibly silly. But okay. I guess if it's an Olympic-sized pool and you're worried about falling to the bottom of it because you and can then swim. being crushed by the weight of oh. the blubbery Jello. Okay. Well, these are different circumstances. You're talking about surviving in a pool. So, a pool of pasta. But you're asking if I can swim in it. Right? Right. What would you choose? You have to swim to and from well, an Olympic-sized pool. The pasta is cooked? Pasta is cooked. And drained? And drained. Well, then you're not swimming in that. You can only, like, can't really muddle your way through it. You know, like, those pits of sponges? They're sauced with a, a sauce of your choosing. Oh, so it's saucy pasta. Saucy pasta. You're choosing a, pa a you sauce. You know what? Jello makes more sense to me. All right. Okay. I disagree, but <laughs> very well. Moving on. Smell like chocolate or be made of chocolate, but you have regenerative properties as being made of chocolate. Sorry. Not smell like chocolate. You can only smell chocolate. Oh! That is the only scent you smell. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, all I can do is smell like chocolate or be chocolate? 
You can only smell chocolate. Mm -hmm. So the only thing you can smell like 24 seven is chocolate. Or you can be made of chocolate, but you have regenerative properties. So if somebody takes a bite out of you, it's like the M&Ms, you can like, you'll grow back your arm. Mm, is it painful? No. Mm. I guess I would, can I still have sex? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I look like chocolate? Uh-oh. That was a peel. big peel, Trader Joe's, on my shrimp. Mm. That was pre-peeled. Um, I know that just threw you. <laughs> Your face right now. <laughs> That's like I can't get you back. This is like you flew to a whole different world. You Peter Pan. That shrimp peel really got it was you. Really, it was really upsetting to me. Um, being made of chocolate is problematic because I would like to continue to have relationships with people. And if they hug me and I melt a little bit. Well, how is it different from somebody hugging you and you're sweating a little bit? Well, if you're melting, you're physically, like, collapsing. I mean, right? I guess. Also, I'd get chocolate everywhere. Everyone would be like... Oh, put it, yeah. Put some plastic down. Florence is coming. Oh, that's a good point I hadn't considered. That's a very valid point. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Next one. Speaking of sweating, mm -hmm. be excessively sweaty or excessively hairy? Yes, sweaty. I would take sweaty too. But you're like cool. Let's say you're cool when you're hairy. You're excessively hairy, but you're always cool. You no, don't have to sweat. I don't want to deal with the hair. For some reason, I feel I, like I know, and it's a societal and construct. I hate that. I hate that yeah. I even am picking it's, it. I, I, listen, I'm right there with you. I wholeheartedly agree. Well, also, I sweat a lot anyway, so I feel like it's not that big of adjustment. Uh -huh. Patrick sweats a lot, too. Mm. You found like, yourself a keeper. I know. I'm like, I'll grab his wrist, and I feel and like I'll just slip slide off. right off. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you sweating there? Oh, he's going to hate this. No, oh, it's okay, Patrick. You're a good person. You're a good person. And we enjoy you. But I sweat there too. I just am not conscious of it. Fair enough. Okay, next. Eat dinner alone in a crowded restaurant or eat dinner with the worst person you know in an empty restaurant. Crowded alone? Or empty, but like worst, like, and like worst person you know in your like no, network. No, crowded alone. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't care. I wholeheartedly agree. I don't care what people I think. will eat alone anytime. Man. I have no problems with going people, to a restaurant to eat alone. Like, as I Amy Poehler said in the show, We Can Fix You in DCM, we are not responsible what other people think. Right. So my time is more valuable being with me and having my own thoughts than dealing with somebody that is just wasting my time. I agree. Well said. Mm. Well said. Find a bug. This is kind of actually on point. Find a bug in your favorite food. Aww. We didn't find a bug, but I found a peel, which is almost as upsetting. <laughs> or be forced to eat your least favorite food. Mm. Find a bug in my food. I think I would eat my least favorite food. What is your least favorite food? I don't know. The thing is, <laughs> I haven't right. tried my least favorite food. I kind of yeah. know. I, I mean, there are foods I don't enjoy. And I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, to be I'm honest. I'm thinking, like, jellyfish would not go up, be up my alley. I don't like Swedish fish. Oh, those are gross. I don't think I've ever eaten jellyfish. I mean... How bad are we talking? These are the parameters I'm having trouble with. I'm, I ate mm -mm. very fast. Yours looks so good. 
Molly, I'm just so proud of us. This is delicious. This is all you because like you made this gravy. I added, I chopped things. I de-thawed de things. Yeah, but this wouldn't have happened had you not invited me. Oh my God, you are welcome anytime, you know that. This, you were the impetus to this. Oh my God, Nairobi would be proud. She would be. Yeah. Okay. I think I would, because I would not want to ruin my favorite food for me. Oh. And finding a bug, I think, would ruin it for would me. Would ruin it. Okay, maybe eating my least favorite food. That's just me, though. Mm-hmm. No, but you make a compelling argument. Yeah. Would you rather be a superhero or a supervillain? Supervillain. I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning towards villain because I think it would be exhausting being a hero. Yes. It's a lot of pressure. No credit. There's no that expectations. There's no expectations as a villain. Mm. People have, you have seen already The Incredibles. That's the story. I've of seen The, the Incredibles. Movie. Yeah. Superheroes weren't right. appreciated. They were not. Also, so, humans would be fearful of them. Mm-hmm. I think I would naturally be. It's like, oh, what gives them the right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I would argue that you really wouldn't have superhero friends because you, all of your egos are too big because you yeah. all think you're more special than the other. Yeah. It'd be a very lonely life where the super villains, you'd at least be like, everybody hates us. Mm-hmm. Sticking to it. Okay. Like um, Thanos. Mm-hmm. But his cause was mighty. Mm-hmm. Overall, to reduce suffering at our own expense. Yeah, which is sad. Mm, I know. Yeah. But, okay, next question. Wrestling persona and your trademark move. Mm. Wrestling persona. Um, sweaty Betty. Mm. Mm. And they slide right off of me. <laughs> That'd be my trademark move. Like they that. try and get to me, but they slide right off. Mm-hmm. Great one. This next segment, mm -hmm. I like to call survival skills. Okay. Teaches you how you survive. Mm -hmm. My favorite part of the meal, I'm onto the wine. <laughs> oh, this yes. is such good wine, by the way. It's really nice. We always have really good wine. Yeah. Molly, we know how to live. We know how to live. Um, what do you think are your most valuable survival skills? Um, I am great at coming up with solutions to problems that people haven't thought about. Like I'm a great problem solver. Oh my God, I've removed so many of the little shells for you and I'm sorry, you've mm -hmm. been, you've received all of the shrimp shells. It's not your fault. You know whose fault it is? Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Or like Trader Joe's. Um, what did you ask me? I'm so survival into skills going into food coma. Survival skills. What oh, do you find, yeah. What would I'm, you say are your most valuable survival skills? I'm really good at adapting. Mm, okay. So I am. If you like, show me a bunch of problems, mm -hmm. I'm usually able to find some alternative solutions because I'm pretty. I have a pretty good imagination, mm -hmm. and I'm able to envision things. So yeah, I'd say That's like like I. You could throw me somewhere, and I could probably. Figure something out. Figure something out. I like that. That's a good one. I know that's a, a broad one. way of saying it. But you're adaptable. You're not going to sit there no. and be like, I can't do anything because right, I've right. just been given this circumstance, right. which mm -hmm. is powerful in any aspect of your life, too. Yeah. I agree. Also, I think I would be good at 
trapping animals mm -hmm. and finding protein for us. Really, how so? How would you trap? Because this leads to my next question. Choose your weapon. Hatchet, axe, hatchet slash axe, bow and arrow, knife, or spear. Knife. Mm -hmm. Because you can whittle wood to a spear. And then... Very good point. Yeah, yeah. You can create other things with a knife. I recently discovered I'm really good at axe throwing, so... I saw that on your Insta story, and it made me laugh so hard. I'm very talented. But also, with um, an axe, yeah, and with a knife you could throw it and kill someone's bone arrow. Like, you have to be really good aim. It has to be forceful enough. You have to, I mean, I could make the spears for it. Also, I could make a bone arrow then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You Again, can. resourceful. Mm-hmm. That's smart. I trust myself. I don't trust other Which do you think people. you could take in a fight? <clears throat> a bear or a shark? Oh, fuck. Hang on. Revenant just flashed before my eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which could I take in a fight? A bear or a shark? Shark, because I would use my fingers to s stab it in the eyes. I know a weak point with before, a bear. Before it bit you. With a Before it bit me? Where am I just floating in the middle of the ocean and <laughs> yeah. it's coming at me? Yeah. This is terrible. And I'm just in the middle of the woods and a bear is coming at right. me. Yep. These are the circumstances. And I have the knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like with a shark, it's harder to tell where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the upper hand. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have to have taken a bite, probably. Like, it would have had to have bit me, and then I would have stabbed it in the eye. And they, they're fast motherfuckers. Oh, they're fucking fast. Not that bear isn't fast, but you can see it coming where, like... Yeah. All of a sudden, like, a shark is there, and then it's not. Yeah. Dear Lord, both of these are terrifying. Like, in all honesty, I'd rather take a T-Rex than a shark. And I guess I do believe I could take a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you subbed the shark with a non-existent <laughs> creature. Um, but watching Jurassic Park, yeah, I get that. It has a lot of blind spots and tiny arms. Thank you! Yeah. Florence gets it. I get it. My roommates are concerned for me. <laughs> Uh, they do not think that I could oh my God. hold my own. I love it. I'm just saying, this all came about because, sorry audience, I'm speaking with my mouth full. <clears throat> I went to the Field Museum in Chicago and they have Sue, which is the most complete T-Rex skeleton. And Her I was sitting there Sue. looking at mm. Sue, the T-Rex. And then based on the documentary Jurassic Park, which <laughs> I have learned, if I don't move, they can't see me another advantage on my Excuse part. Excuse me? Yeah. That's what they taught me in Jurassic Park. If you don't move, they can't see you? They only sense motion. Because they have tiny eyes or something? They didn't go that in depth. Oh, fuck. What about raptors? Raptors are a whole, whole other, other ball animal. game. Yeah, they're more close to the ground and, and their hands are... And they're herd animals. Or they're pack animals. Oh my god. So mm -hmm. they're hyenas and lions. and They're like mm -hmm. like that. Oh fuck. Yeah, T-Rex, baby. Yeah, T-Rex. No problem. Oh, and I wonder if T-Rex is always in Jurassic Park. It's like you would actually possibly survive. And it's terrifying enough to be in a movie. But I love dinosaurs. Have you dinosaurs. been to Jurassic Park in um, Orlando? I went for a bridal party. And at first I was like, this sucks. But then we went and we went to the Jurassic Park wing of it. 
and they have this, you'll hear, like, you'll walk by these, like, bamboos, and, and there'll just be this little path opening that says, like, meet a um, raptor, a real raptor, and you hear, ah, ah, and, like, all these weird sounds, and you're like, what is going on? And they keep it hidden, so you'll be in line, and all of a sudden you peek through the trees, and you see what looks like a real raptor greeting people, terrifyingly. And what it is, is like a human and this crazy puppet, and they oh, change wow. it out like every 10, 15 minutes. So they can see you, and they mess around with you, but they look like a real raptor in Jurassic Park. It is insane. What? It is so cool. I'll have to show you the video after this before I go. Oh my god, I love, I love dinosaurs. I am like a forever like nine-year-old child who's just yeah. like, <gasps> just think about it. They're the closest thing to like real life monsters. Yeah. Yeah. What okay. are we? People. <laughs> We're just like these soft We're little like, oysters walking how around we survive. compared to dinosaurs. You know, they look at us and they're like, what are these little... Like, you're the ones that are left? Gross. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And you don't even know when to stop consuming things? Yeah. Exactly. They're like, you don't... You're just we are, monsters. We are their We're goldfish. Yeah. We're their goldfish. species, yeah. We, we are, are their, their goldfish. goldfish. <laughs> we really are. Okay, now which would you prefer to be stranded? <clears throat> a raft or a forest? Forest. I agree. A raft, you have no protection. Oh my God, you're going to fry ASAP. Also, I've watched enough of that stuff where it's like... I can't even watch movies about people getting stranded in the ocean. I agree. I can't do it. Forests, okay. You, there's, there's. I think your chances are much better on the forest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. NPR back to forest. back to Jurassic Park because this is literally one of my questions on my list. Yeah. What would your strategy be in a Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World scenario? My strategy to survive. Mm -hmm. The animals are loose. Okay. The dinosaurs have taken over the park. Okay. So you How need... do you stay alive? You know what's funny? There's this video game. I want to call it. It's something the Ark. Ark Survival. That Becky Drysdale introduced me to. And she loves it. She's obsessed with Jurassic Park as well. She even has a Jurassic Park Jeep in LA. <gasps> what? Yeah, she's, she's the best. But Ark Survival is exactly that. And you get released into the wilderness where all these dinosaurs exist and you can like train dodo birds and all these things. So the first thing you need to do is find a place where you have shelter, at least from one side, like if it's mountains or something like that, okay. to where your back isn't facing the open. Like you need to be able to look one way and see something coming. Near Got water, it. ASAP, immediately get weapons if you can. Find a place to like sit high up in a tree to survive while you build, build a place that you can survive, I guess, just like a basic structure, if possible, to protect you while you sleep. Um, and then uh, try and train the trainable dinosaurs to help you. I would train a raptor. But those would be tricky. You'd have to get you it from birth. You have to catch it. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to get one from birth, really. Oh, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's like a wolf. You need it from birth. Because remember, they imprinted on Chris yeah. Pratt. Yeah, That's yeah. part of the reason why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can train them. Weapons, and then collect materials, try and have a home base near water. Um, fire, always have fire going so that if you need to protect yourself, you can. Okay. Um, and then if I'm alone, yeah, try and, like, train some animals if possible. Now, this is a long-term plan. This would take right. ages, obviously. This is, this is, but this is a good plan. Now, my question, you said water and, like, have uh, where one side of you is protected. How do you get both? 
How do you stay near both? You said stay near water, but also, are you just saying get a Hopefully water source? Hopefully there's mountains, right? Find a water or there's source. Like, there's yeah, like but a water variation. doesn't typically run, well, I guess that's not true. There's, there's, there's like valleys. There's a lake or yeah, there's like a, a river a that river runs through it. or something like that. You need to be able to be close. That's true. Um, I mean, caves are ideal because you can like close it off. That is ideal, yeah. yeah. And also create traps. You want to create traps all around you. For the dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. So that if a dinosaur tries to come in your territory, you can trap it. How do you build a trap it. for a T-Rex? Oh. That's a big question. one to catch. I guess moat style. <laughs> That's a good point. Can they now, swim? That would be an incredible long amount of time. I don't, I don't imagine they could swim with those little arms. Good point. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up now. Florence, okay. thank you so much for being a guest my on my pleasure. show. Thank you for having Cheers me. Again to Cheers again to doing living in the moment and cream cheese. Oh my God. Those grits, forever delicious. Guys, that's it. That's everything. That is the first episode. I'm so excited to share it with you. And you know what? This is the first of many. Every Sunday, I will have a new episode out and we're just the beginning. So I really want to know what you think. Give me your thoughts. Give me your feedback. Was it good? Was it bad? A little bit more cooking information, a little bit more comedy information, a little bit more information about us. Let me know. You can follow us on social media at Boosh Amusing. That's B-O-U-C-H-E-A-M-U-S-I-N-G. And you can email your thoughts and questions to amusingbooshpod at gmail.com. So please follow, email us, let us know what you think. And a big shout out to Florence Freeb for being my first guest. And thank you to Billy Libby for the amazing original music that you hear on Amusing Boosh. He created our amazing theme and it's now one of my favorite songs in the whole wide world. So thank you to Billy and thank you to Florence. And you can catch me back here next Sunday with new guests and new recipes. Here's to starting your week off right with this first episode of Amusing Boosh. And here's also to hoping that you don't find any shrimp shells in your shrimp and grits. <laughs>